Well, I want to welcome everybody here this morning. Like you see, we're shy this morning. We've got a number of people out sick. We still got people that uh, vacationing and everything. Maybe time school gets back, then everything will return to normal. But uh, I just praise God for all that's here this morning and who's here and just ask His blessings be upon each one of you. And, uh, you know, we sung a song a while ago, Standing on the Promises. How many of you stand on the promises of God? How many of you look in that Bible? How many of you get, especially that one promise, and stand on that promise. There's a promise in that word for each and every one of us. Uh, we got a couple ladies here today. They just lost loved ones, and they're in heaven. They're in their mansion. We sung that song. And, that, and God already had them a mansion prepared. You know, it told us over there in John, it says... And Jesus talking to his disciples, he said, Believe in God, also believe in me. For in my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare that place for you, I will come again and take you, that you may be where I am also. Amen. Oh, you talk about a promise now. That is a great promise. That's a promise we can all stand on. And uh, it's just, uh, if, if we don't have something like that in our spirit to stand on, we get so down. And the devil will beat you up. He'll come against you in every way that he can. And you know that every time the devil comes against you, he's lying to you. Because it's, it tells us he cannot tell the truth. Everything that he says is a lie. And he always tries to turn God's word around. It's not what God says, but Satan always adds to it or takes away from it. He'll never quote God's word. So go into that Bible, and you've got a situation going on in your life. You find the scripture that God has given you a promise of. And whenever that devil comes against you, you quote him that scripture. You stand on that scripture and watch what happens. God will step in and Satan has to leave. So, find the scripture in the Bible that fits the situation you're going through and keep it in your heart. And when Satan comes against you, you tell him what God said. That's what Jesus did. He quoted the word of God to Satan when he'd come against him. Y'all remember in the desert whenever Satan came against Jesus? You know, Jesus had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. What did Satan first hit him with? He knew he had to be hungry. Food. He said, if. He's already trying to put doubt in there. If you are the son of God, turn those rocks into bread. Well, that ought to be pretty tempting. As hungry as you are, and if you are God's son like you say you are, you can do that. But what did Jesus do? He said, For it is written that you shall live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. 
You don't listen to what Satan says. You don't, get, you don't go and get into his, his temptations. That is one thing Satan needs. Every, every one of us can be tempted. Every one of us. We've got those, that little thing in our life that can tempt us. Satan knows what it is. And that's what he comes against you with. The things that will tempt you. Well, now that we got that out of the way, that don't have nothing to do with anything I was going to do. And, you know, that is, I, I think music is a way of soothing our hearts and getting us closer to God. That's why they call it praise and worship. It's to sing those praises, God's Word, back to Him. When we do that, what are we doing? We're worshiping. We're worshiping God. And God loves for us to worship Him. Do y'all realize that's why we were created? It's to worship God? To be in a relationship with God? God doesn't want us to be in some kind of religion. He wants relationship. Religion is something that's just kind of repetitious. You just do it over and over and over. After a while, it don't have a meaning. You're just doing it. But when you're in a relationship and you come to somebody, it's different every time. You pour out your heart to them. You tell them how much you love them, how much you appreciate them. Thank him for what he's doing in your life. That's one thing that we fail to do. I know we do. I do. And I feel so bad when I think about it. Boy, I haven't thanked God for what he's done the last few days or the last week, the last month. I need to be more appreciative of what God does in my life, how he's put different people in my life, the relationship I have with them. It's all about God. It's about his love for us. And we need to take that love that he's put in us and give it back to him. Tell him. Father, I love you. I love you and I thank you. I appreciate everything that you do in my life. And we fail to do this. What if your kids come to you and all every time they came to you, all they did was want something? Never thanked you. Never really spent any time with you. But they just come because they wanted something. That would hurt, wouldn't it? Think about God. We're His children. He wants us to spend some time with Him. He wants us to thank Him. He wants us to love on Him because He wants to love back on you. Just think about that. When you're sitting there, just think about it. When is the last time I really visited and came and talked to God? Without asking anything, without wanting anything but just to thank him and tell him I love him. That's what he wants. Well, anyway, what we're going to look at today, I called it two roads. Which should I take? Each one of us, every single day that you get up, do you realize you're going to have to make a choice? Somewhere along the line, you're going to have to make choices. Some of them are simple, some of them are easy. And some of them are difficult. 
God says that we're going to have to make a choice. He says there's two roads out here in this world. There's that narrow road and there's a wide road. Which one are you going to take? Now I'm going to be honest with you. That wide road is the easiest one there is to take. But God said don't take that road. Why? He says it leads to destruction. It leads to destruction. You know, Jesus gave us a warning on these roads. And Jesus warned us not to choose the broad road or the wide road. He said, don't take that road. Don't choose that road. Jesus gave us a clear choice on which road to take. He wants us to make the choice that he has offered us here. He told us to enter through the narrow gate to get to the narrow road. And uh, not to go through the gate that is called the wide gate. Jesus warned us, and we need to heed his warnings because he's, he's warning us simply because he loves us and he does not want us to make the wrong choice here. He's telling us what choice to make and why. Here in uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 13, listen to what Jesus warns about here. He says, Wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And there are many that find it. Many that find it. This is telling us right now there's going to be that, that wide road is going to be so crowded and so full of people because it's so easy to find. It's easy to get on. And really, with all the things that Satan does, the way he tempts us, he wants you to stay on that road. But if you stay on that road, that road is only going to lead, what did it say? To destruction. If you stay on that road, it is going to lead you to destruction. Anytime, you know, that, that, well, I'm just going to say the, the broad road is the road that the world follows. That's what that road is. The broad road is the road that the world is taking in its own right now. That's the road that the world follows. That, it, it, it takes you to places you don't want to go. It's called the broad road because it's the easiest road to travel. But it will lead to destruction on the day of judgment. You stay on that road, there's going to be nothing but sin and destruction in your life. That's what God is telling us. He's warning us. Do not travel on this road. Anytime we are not walking with Jesus, do you realize anytime that you're not walking the way Jesus is walking, walking where he's walking, you are on the broad road. The only road Jesus travels is the narrow road. That's the only road he, walk, he walks on. He created that road. And it's, it, it can be difficult at times. You know, the broad road, I said it belongs to the world, and it does. That, that, that broad road will lead you into false religions that changes God's truth into lies. When we take the broad road, we start to worship. Many times we worship self because we become so full of pride. You know, God said He hates pride. 
And sometimes when we get so prideful, we think it's us. And we take the credit, oh, look what I've done. Look what I have accomplished. No, God accomplished it through you. Many people with pride, they have that one, one reason God don't like it, because it takes the glory away from God and tries to put it on man. God is to be glorified by man. Man is not to be glorified by God. Before God, I mean. And God says he hates pride. Because many people with pride say, oh, I can do this. I don't need nobody. I don't need God. I can do all this myself. And they want to take the credit. It's just like they begin to worship the ground they walk on. And they want you to worship, worship that same ground. They want you to say, oh, look, at, see, that's what was wrong with the Pharisees. The Pharisees wanted man's worship. They wanted their attention. Oh, look at them guys. Look how religious they are. Oh, they were religious, but they didn't have a relationship. They were religious, but they did not have a relationship. But it said that they would stand on the corners and beat on their chest and say, Oh, Lord God, thank you that I am not like all other men. You know what God said? They have their reward. That's the only reward they're going to get is praise from man, not from God. No, we need to be humble. That's what God wants is humbleness, meekness. A lot of people look at meekness as being like a coward or something. No, meekness, for one thing, is being teachable. That's when you learn. That's when you put other things ahead of yourself. Some people, oh, I know it all. I know everything. I don't, nobody can tell me nothing. And I imagine some of you know some people like that. You know, I get in the Word of God and I start reading. I'm, I somewhere I just get there. You know, I've read this. I've seen it and seen it. But you know, I saw it a whole different way that time. I learned something new. Because God's Word spoke to me. And I knew, I, well, I'd heard this before, but I didn't see it this way. Sometimes God gets your attention to show you things that we need to see and learn. It's not like, well, I, I don't need to learn anything. I already know everything. No, we're a long way from knowing everything. You know, when we take that broad road, like I said, we, we, we even start to begin to worship idols. You say, well, I don't have any little idols or anything sitting on my walls. Well, that's not, kind of, that's not really not what he's talking about. It can, but that's not what he's talking about. An idol is anything that you put before God. I had an idol one time, and it was fishing. Every Sunday. I'd leave out here on Fridays, and I wouldn't come back to late Sunday. Fishing tournaments and stuff like that. That came before everything. That came before my wife. You know, she put up with a lot. But she finally straightened me out. So ladies, don't give up on them. But that's it. See, anything you put before God, it's like it becomes an idol. Many people, you know what their idol is? Money. They would do anything in this world for money. 
That becomes our idol. What does he say? Money is the root of all evil. Then say money's evil. We all need money. But money is the root. It's the starting. If we let money become first in our life, it's the starting of evilness in us. We all got to have money. So the money itself is not evil. It's the way we look at it, the things we think about it, and what we do with it. So, you know, many people worship celebrities. And I don't see that at all, but many people do worship celebrities, sports figures. You know, people just go crazy over a celebrity when they get up and say something. Most of the time, that celebrity has no idea what they're even talking about. But people are impressed because they've seen them on TV. They've seen them in a movie. These sports figures, they've got names, making huge amounts of money. And people, oh, I want to be just like them. I want to do what they're doing. Oh, I want to be like them. The Bible says to have the mind of Christ. In other words, be like Christ. Think like Christ. Act like Christ. Do what Christ would do. We don't need to follow the worldly person, but we need to follow after God. We would even begin to, th to think, we wouldn't begin to think about other people. It'd be about us. About blessing others. Doing things for others. Helping others. To be there when somebody needed you. Because it would be all about you. Well, you know, I really got things I want to do. I got things I need to take care of. Instead of, I need to help them. I see what they're going through right now. I need to be there for them. I need to, I, I need to be there when, when they need me. You put some other people first. It's not always about us. It's not always about us. You know, Satan uses things like this, pride and so forth, to keep the world in bondage. Satan's got many people in bondage. He's even got a number of people in the church in bondage. You say, well, I'm not in bondage. Where are some of these people out here today? What are they doing? But they didn't put God first. Think about some of that. When we start putting everything else first, now I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's wrong to take a vacation or anything, we all need some time to ourselves. But sometimes it's just that, oh, I don't want to go to church today, I think I'll just watch TV, I think I'll just do this, I think I'll just do that. Well, maybe God had a blessing for them in church today. Well, they're passing up and they're missing that blessing. God's got a reason that He puts us into His presence. Sometimes He may have just something He wants to speak to you about. But when we get out in the world, we're doing all kinds of things. We don't hear what God is saying. We don't hear God. You need to put yourself in the position to where you can hear God. How many of us sometimes, you know, it talks about going into your prayer closet. It's not saying you have to go into a closet, but it's saying get somewhere to where you can have privacy, get alone with God, 
take all other distractions away, TV, other people, and just get alone with God. Visit with Him. Talk to Him. Sometimes I go downstairs in my, I've got what I call my office down there. And sometimes I'll ought to be down there and not even realize it. I'll ought to be down there five, six hours. And a lot of it is praying, visiting with God, and just talking with Him. But I've got that one place down there that I go and I can get with God. And it's amazing that when God shows up, what a difference it makes when you're down there with Him. You can, it's hard to explain, but have you ever just been somewhere in a place and you, you knew that you wasn't alone, that there was somebody there? That's the way it is with God. That's coming into the presence of God. Maybe you don't see Him, but you feel Him. You feel Him. And you hear these little voices coming to you. And they're saying things that maybe you've wondered about. Maybe you've asked about. This is what God wants. He wants us to get on that narrow road and travel with Him and get off of that wide road. To get off of that wide road. You know, Satan knows that when we come into the presence of God that we can come out and escape his bondage. How many of you ever been going through something and you get off to yourself and you pray and you can feel the presence of God there and when you get ready to come out of your, say, just your closet, how different do you feel? You know that you have been in the presence of God. You know that you've had a visitation. You know that He has spoken to you. But when we stay on that wide road and walk with the world, we can't get this. Too much noise, too much clamor, too much going on for us to hear God speaking. Too much distractions. And this is all caused by Satan simply because he doesn't want us to visit with God. He doesn't want us to visit with God. Jesus tells us in his word to choose the narrow way. The narrow way, the narrow road is when we choose to walk with Jesus. Walk with him, follow him. Matthew 7.14 says, Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads into life, and few will there be that find it. Oh, many, did y'all hear what it said a while ago? Many will find that broad, wide road, but only a few will find this narrow road and follow Christ. That tells me right now, there is going to be a numbers of people that's going to be lost in the judgment. Because that wide road leads right up to the day of judgment.
You stay on it. It's going to lead you right before the throne of judgment. You're going to come and you're going to stand before Jesus Christ. He's going to judge you. He's going to open up his Lamb's book of life. If you're not in it, what does it tell us that happens? We're cast into the lake of fire. If we're not in that book, if we're not wrote in that book, that we have been lost for eternity. But I want to tell you, you get on that narrow road and at times it's going to kind of appear to us uh, lonely at times. Because sometimes you're going to kind of be walking by yourself. There's not going to be a big crowd around you. Because they're all going to be over on that broad road. But he says, take the narrow road. Because that's the road that Jesus himself is walking on. And he wants us to follow him on that road. You know, it says, uh, because the road's narrow, with very few people on it right now, many times you're going to feel like you're walking by yourself. Sometimes, in this world, you're going to feel left out. Simply because you're not doing what the world is doing. But you're walking in the way of Christ. The world does not invite you to go with them. Sometimes you're by yourself. But Jesus says you're never by yourself because I'm always with you. He's always with us. You know, the narrow road, like I said, is not the easiest to walk. But it is the road that Jesus told us to follow. Why? Because this road leads to eternal life. It leads to eternal life. God did not tell us, when we came to God, He did not give us a bunch of rules to follow. But He said, come to Him. How do you come to... I'm sure you've heard the same thing. I've talked to people. Well, I've been thinking about coming to God. But I've got to get myself cleaned up first. They think they're going to do something to make themselves worthy to come before God. You're not going to do anything to make yourself worthy to come before God. They said, come just as you are. Come just as you are. And God will take care of doing whatever needs to be done to get you right. How do you get right with God? Simply accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, believing upon Jesus Christ, believing who He is. You know, it tells us it was so easy for us to come to God. It just, you know, in many times I like this because it is so simple. Romans 10, 13. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. You, me, we are who are soever. And I don't care what you've done, where you've been, 
what you've done in your life, all the sins you've done, if you will repent of every sin, you simply, Lord God, I have sinned. Forgive me. I want to walk with you. If you mean that in your heart, do you realize every sin that you have ever committed, everything that you have ever done is forgiven, it's gone, it's done away with, and God says, I'll never remember that against you again. He's not going to remember it. Because of His love for us, He wants us to come to Him, to walk with Him, to be His children. You know, he, like I said, he did not make it hard for us to come to him. He wants us to come just as we are. He wants to create a relationship with us. He don't want a bunch of rules like the Pharisees had. They were so far off from Christ, it was unreal. And they thought they was doing good. But they never accepted Jesus Christ. So their fate ahead of them was eternal death. You know, it tells us that uh, the narrow road is really, and if you'll think about it, the narrow road is where you really meet God for the first time. Think about it. When you was on that wide road, God wasn't on your mind. You didn't know God. You wasn't walking with God. But when you got on that narrow road, the only way you got on that narrow road was through God. When you got on that narrow road and you started walking in the way of Christ, that is your first major time that you actually came to know Christ. He walked with you. He talked with you. He walked beside you. Whenever he saw you going, getting in trouble, he was there. It's kind of like Psalms 23, verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He said, you didn't go through it by yourself. I was with you. I walked on that narrow road with you. We had an encounter on that narrow road. You know, the narrower the road is, that means the smaller it is and the closer you can get together. When we walk that narrow road, the closer we can become to Jesus Christ. The closer we can get to Him. And many times you say, well, I, don't even, I got on that narrow road, but I don't remember how I did it. I'll tell you how you did it. Jesus Christ called out your name. You heard it, you obeyed, and you went. Now you're on the narrow road. You ever felt that? Just such a pulling, such a longing, such a deep desire to do something? When Jesus calls you, that's what goes on inside of you. A desire to obey, a desire to go to Him, a desire to walk with Him, a desire to worship Him. And we get on that narrow road, like I said, it just makes us closer together because we're not all spread out. 
we're walking closer together. You don't have that six foot distance. You don't need it. That COVID-19 is not even going to get close to Jesus. You don't have to worry about it. You know, if you follow the narrow road, like I said, it will be hard at times because the world is going to come against you. I've talked to people. And this may have happened to some of you. I walked with Jesus. I didn't realize how hard it was going to be. I thought once I accepted Jesus, no more problems. Everything just roses and daisies, no problems whatsoever. Your problems just started. When you said yes to Jesus, you made the devil so mad. Now he's after you. But you've also got a bodyguard. And that bodyguard is Jesus Christ. And you've also got a bodyguard living on the inside of you who's called the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will guard your mind. He will guard over you. It says that the Holy Spirit is a teacher, a comforter. To teach us about Jesus. He said, I will bring to remembrance all that he has said. You say, well, I don't remember that. First of all, to remember what Jesus said and for the Holy Spirit to work in you, you've got to know what Jesus said. You've got to read your Bible. You've got to read your Bible. Jesus said, yes, I know it's going to be hard at times, but what, but what did he tell us? Jesus said to give him all of our burdens, to give us all of our troubles, and then when we give that to him, he says, when you give me your burdens, you give me your troubles, then I'm going to give you my peace and my rest. Oh, I'd trade like that all day long. And that's what Jesus is offering to do. Give me all your troubles, your burdens, your problems, and I'm going to give you my peace, and I'm going to give you my rest, and I'm going to give you my comfort. And he will. He will do it. You know, there's going to be times on that narrow road when you feel like you just can't make it. And that's when Jesus said, don't worry about it. I'll carry you. Remember that song, foot, I mean that poem, Footprints? When he was walking, you said there used to be, you know, your, foot, your set of prints in Jesus. You said, and what, Jesus, one day, I was going through a lot of stuff. I turned and I looked, but there was not one but one set of prints. Jesus looked at him. My child, that one set of prints is mine. That's why I picked you up and carried you. He's still doing that today. He's still picking us up in his arms. He's still carrying us. Listen to this right here. I'm gonna, I want to uh, read you a scripture here in Deuteronomy. The old, now this is the Old Testament. Deuteronomy 31.6. Listen to what it says. Be strong and be of good courage. He's telling us to be strong and be of good courage to have his courage. Fear not. 
First of all, I want to say something. Fear did not come from God. Fear comes from the devil. For God said, I did not give you the spirit of fear, but that of love, power, and a sound mind. He didn't put fear in us. That's one of Satan's tactics. Now be afraid of them, those around you that threaten you and come against you. For the Lord your God, it is He that does go with you. It's Him that walks with us and goes with us. He will not fail you, nor will He forsake you. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to take you. You go through all this stuff, He says, Whoa, you're on your own, bud. I, I, I don't want no more else to do with you. He cast you out. He said, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And you know, I'm going to show you Scripture backing up Scripture. This is Old Testament. I just read. Here, in Hebrews 13.5, New Testament, also tells us that Jesus says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. He said it in the Old Testament. And he comes right back again. He says it in the New Testament. When you see it two and three times in, in Scripture, that is Jesus backing up what he said. He's telling you again. Once ought to be enough, and when he tells you two and three times the same thing, we need to listen. He's getting something across to us. You know, I know... I've had to give him my troubles, my sorrows, and my heartaches many times. And most of the times, it's been because of you. Get phone calls. I go to praying. You say, Brother Bill, I'm going through something right now. My loved one's sick. They're in the hospital. I go to immediately and pray for those people. I pray to God with just pouring out everything in me for your loved ones, for you, for your comfort, for your peace. Because I love you. And Jesus loves you more. He wants you to be okay. He wants to take your problems. He wants to take your troubles. He wants you to be okay. He wants you to know that you've put those problems in His hands and He's plenty capable of taking care of everything that's going on in your life. And we've got to realize that. But many times I've been before God praying, tears. And you know, God has never let me down. He's always been there. He's always comforted me and what I was going through for you. And I feel like if he's comforting me, he's also comforting you. You know, I get tickled. I was talking to somebody the other day. We were talking about I come in one day, and I just said, man, I am tired today. Hey, tired? Well, you only do one sermon a week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But they don't realize I've been in every hospital in Fort Worth. I've been at the nursing home. I've been at the rehab center. I've been all over. Some mornings I've left the house at 4 o'clock in the morning to get to the hospital for early surgeries. And there was one night 
that I didn't get back home until after midnight. And the whole time, I was with somebody that needed me. Praying for them, comforting them, loving on them, telling them what God says about the situation, that everything's going to be all right. And then all of a sudden, you look at that person, they're looking at you, and they're smiling at you. Wow. That made my day. That made my day. But God's love is so strong, so strong. You know, like I said, many times I've cried out to God, said, God, Lord, take my stress, take my burdens, and give me your peace. And the Lord has come through, just as he will for you, if you will come to him and ask him, ask him in faith, ask him believing. Say, Lord, I'm standing on your promises. I'm standing on your promises that you said you'd never leave me, you'd never forsake me, but you would always be with me. You said you would fill me with your Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit is to comfort me, teach me, and bring me through all the situations that I go through. God says, that's a good word. I think I'll just go ahead and do it for you. You stood on what God said, not what man said. You always want to stand on what God says before man. Sometimes man will mess up, but God will never mess up. Put your burdens, your problems before God. Stay on that narrow road. You know, there is no way that we can bypass Jesus who walks the narrow road and get to the Father. You're going to have to go through Jesus to get to the Father. There's no other way. I know people say, oh, there's got to be other ways. That's not what Jesus says. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes into the Father but through me. You've got to come through me. What does he mean come through me? To believe that I am the Son of God, that I am Jesus, that I came, that I died on that cross for you, and I died on that cross, and then I was buried, and on that third day, I arose. When you can believe that, your salvation is sealed. It's complete. You belong to Jesus. You've become part of the family of God. You know, anyone who believes that Jesus died, for their sins and trusting Him as their Lord, they are now part of God's family. But if you think about it, you've only got one choice, and that's the narrow road. To walk on that road that Jesus says to walk on. He's telling you which road to take and to walk on. He said, don't get on that wide road because it's just going to lead to destruction. But He says, I'll tell you what, you get on that narrow road, you go through that narrow gate, oh yeah, it might be a little, little tight, but get on it and walk on it, and it will lead you to eternal life. That's where the narrow road goes. The narrow road goes to eternal life. The choice is simple. So I'm just going to say it. If you're on that broad road, you stop right now where you're at, you turn around, you get off of it, and you get on the narrow road. 
God has got signs up. This way to the narrow road. Arrows are pointing. You can't get lost. The arrows are pointing. Narrow road this way. Follow the arrows. Follow the signs. Get on the narrow road. And you shall have eternal life with Christ. But you stay on that broad road, it leads to destruction. Which road are you on? Are you on the narrow road? I hope. Which I think most of you are. Or are you on that broad road? The road that the world travels and walks on. Which road are you on? If you're on that broad road, please stop. Turn around. You know what stop and turn around means? Repent. That's what turn around means. To repent. And get on that narrow road and follow Christ into eternal salvation. I'm going to ask the band to come up and if they will, we're going to have an altar call if you need it. Which we probably all do. But if there is something in your life that you need to problems, burdens that you need to give to the Lord Jesus Christ, this would be the perfect time to do it. He says, I'm among you. I'm walking with you. This aisle represents the narrow road. Can you walk down that narrow road? Come down to God's altar, kneel, and say, Lord, I need you. Lord, where there's sin in my life, I ask you to forgive me. Come into my heart because I want to walk with you. It's that simple. We're going, we're going to have just a moment here for the altar call and then we will do communion today. So if y'all just bear with us and it won't be much longer, but please, if you need to have a talk with Christ, Today is the day. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day Christ decided to visit Solid Rock Bible Church. He's here. He'll hear everything that you've got in your heart. So if y'all will...